Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back to the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Joey Wright and LaCante Nix. And Ryan Weber in the booth with you. Glad to have you on board as Centennial leads Champaign Central 13-0 at halftime. Got about 75 seconds left before the second half kickoff. Real quick, LeConte, some halftime scores, courtesy News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels. Uh, Bloomington up on Danville 17-7 at halftime. Muhammad Seymour up on Charleston 29-0. Unity 35, St. Teresa 7. Bloomington Central Catholic uh, points over Monticello 17-16. Paxton wow. Buckley-Loda up on uh, Pontiac 41-6. Westville 22, Georgetown, Georgetown Ridge Farm Christman nothing. And Arcola 14, Tri-County 6. Running through all those at halftime. Appreciate Matt Daniels sending those along. And uh, you, you say wow there with the uh, Monticello BCC score. That's a, that's a great game. I picked Monticello, I think, in my picks this week. And um, um, that's a great game. That's going to go down to the wire. Cully Welter, the Hall of Fame coach, he does a good job. So I'm, I'm, I still think Monticello's going to pull that out. So go Sages. See how it all plays out. Good one at halftime. BCC off to a 3-0 start over there in uh, Bloomington this season. they got a really good quarterback over there that's, that's played good football. I don't, I don't know his name, but I, I, the coaches were talking about him today at normal, so they said he can play some ball. See how that one transpires here as we approach the second half of our game. Centennial and Champaign Central. Centennial is going to receive the second half kickoff up 13 to nothing. They're on the field ready to return it. The special teams unit for Central getting ready to break their huddle. Lacante real quick. First drive of the second half as Centennial looks to go ahead by three scores. What are you looking for? Yeah, this is, like I said earlier, this is the most important drive. In, you know I mean, the first drive of the, of the half. If Central gets to stop, they feel like they can come back and get back in this football game. If Centennial puts this drive down, puts it in, they feel they have total control of the football game. So it's a big drive, and I'm sure the coaches said at halftime, you know I mean, we got to get a stop or we got to get a score. So let's see what happens. It's going to be an exciting second half. Clifton Williams will handle the kicking for Central. Do we see an onside oh, kick here? 100% we see an outside kick. That's what Coach T does. He's always done it. I'm expecting an onside kick. And Centennial expecting that. They've got a whole host of players, eight of them, within five yards, the 50-yard line. We'll see what Clifton Williams has, an onside kick attempt coming, and it bounces, and it's fielded by P.I. Ibiminian, who caught a touchdown pass earlier, left briefly due to an injury, but he came back and has looked good since, and he fields that one, and he is down at the 45-yard line, and so now 55 yards in front of the Chargers as they set up a left-to-right drive in their own territory here. 12 minutes even on the clock. So here we go. Started, started the second half. Central's fired up. Centennial looking like they're still fired up. The fans are still in this game. Nobody's left. It's a great senior out here, guys. From the 44-yard line, so 60, or I should say 56 yards in front of the Chargers here. We'll see what happens. They lead 13-0. Heavy sad here. 
Out of the gun comes Davis, and Davis yep. fires a There's low pass. Hitch. There's that hitch again we're talking about in the second half. Centennial's living off that, that little five-yard hitch. We got, that, we got a lot of cushion out there. You don't want to get beat deep, and Centennial's going to try to take that all the time. Just, just, miss, just, just miss execution on that play there. Carson Kaiser was the intended target. Second down and ten. Three seconds off the clock here as we approach second and ten. I expect run, run here to try to just have third manageable. Two wide receivers right, one left. Shotgun look for the Chargers. Davis, handoff. Kodiak Pruitt up the middle. Kodiak Pruitt dashes right. He's got some space. Yeah. Dragged out of bounds at the 50-yard line. A gain of six. Sets up a third and four, and Kodiak Pruitt allowed carry there on second down and four. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, no, no offense wants to be second, third and ten behind the chains. It's a great play call to get to get down, and, you know, you got four yards, three yards before you get a first down. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's two down territory for Centennial as well. Second and ten, pardon me, sets up third and four. Ball right at midfield. Chargers trying to move it off to the right away from the student sections. There are some fans gathered behind that end zone, but not many. Here we go, third and four, ball in the left hash. Shotgun look, trips right. Play action, Davis steps up, pocket collapses. He moves to his oh, right, looks oh. for Anthony Caceres, and it's incomplete off his fingertips. Yeah, just missed, great pass, just mishandled it a little bit. Fourth and three. Now here's the play, here's the big play. I think Centennial's going to go for it here. But Central gets the stop, the stop that they want it. I'm sure Coach Turner talked about it at halftime. You know I mean? This will give them a lot of momentum going in. Kaiser back to punt real quick on that Caceres incompletion. That was a slam yeah, wow. over the middle just off his fingertips. And Lacante, uh, maybe anecdotally, but it just seems like anytime Centennial's dialed up a big play, it's gone to the edges. Over the middle, Central's shutting that down. Yes, yeah, yep, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, they missed the hitch earlier and, you know, missed the one over the middle. And I'm surprised their punt be ready for a fake here, but maybe not. And we'll see what happens. Carson Kaiser is also a wide receiver. Low snap, oh, nearly wow. blocked. The uh, Cavalry was into the backfield there pretty quickly for the Maroons, but Kaiser able to get it off. He's a pretty good punter too, and that ball will be downed. Not quite to the 20, but close at the 22. Coach Jackson putting a lot of faith in his defense. You know, he didn't want to give up field position. You know, that's, that's probably a good decision. You know, make Central march it 80 yards before they can score. Pretty darn close to 80 yards for the Maroons now. They'll give them the 22 to my eye there and a 78-yard drive in front of the Maroons here with 10 minutes and 58 seconds left in the third quarter. They trail 13-0, so a big drive coming up here for the Maroons. They got the stop. We'll see if they can get a score. Two wide receivers left, two right. Rouse out of the shotgun, another high snap. He hands it off to Ronald Baker, the third. Baker moving left. Has a small game, but not many. And Lacante Central is going to have to clean these snaps up because yeah. it seems like anytime uh, Rouse gets it out of the gun, it's a high snap. It's a high, it's been a high snap all night, and you know, I, I don't know if they practiced it a lot during the week. And um, and it's just you know just tough to, to execute a play when you're jumping up and bobbling you know bobbling the snap and having high snaps. So it throws off it throws off the offense a lot, the timing of the offense, should I say? So so we'll see what happens here. Oh man, we got Centennial player down. Hopefully he's okay. Looked like he's just cramping up, so I think he's going to be okay. He was communicating with his teammates, and now he's getting his uh, calf worked on there. As we see, it's he's down at the 21-yard line, and now they'll help him up. Okay. And uh, looks like that player appears to be okay, Jordan Stewart, who's been in on a couple of plays. Oh, we yeah. hope he's okay and can uh, get back in the game. 
Real quick, though, Lacante on those high snaps, That's uh, it's, they're going to get burned eventually because it's going to cost them some precious time yeah. dealing especially with Jack right. Barnhart up front. Exactly. Just the timing the timing of the snaps just throws off the time of your offense. You know what I mean? They, they had so much success early under center. You know what I mean? Then they're starting to get this good. I think they're trying to play catch-up, but it's a lot of football game left. And, you know, so what? You know what I mean? They're standing the gun, so let's see what happens. Ronald Baker lined up to the right of George Ross. Two wide receivers to the right, That's and it. another high snap for Rouse, who now bootlegs it right, throws nice, over the nice middle, fight. it's caught. Nice, very nice, but well, you know what I mean, that's a bad snap, George handled it nicely and made a nice throw and catch right there. Throw down to Brandon Snyder over the middle, that pass took him to the ground, he's two yards shy of the first down, pardon me, third and two coming up, as Snyder caught that over the middle, did a nice job of getting open to the 30-yard line. So third and two. Ten minutes left in the third quarter, a 13-0 ball game. Maroons on the wrong end of that deficit. We'll see what they do here on third and short. Big play here for Champaign Central. They're in their own territory, 30-yard line. Shotgun look, bit of a high snap. Rouse going to step up and was looking for Baker on an out route to his own sideline on the far side of the field. Was covered by Kodiak Pruitt, but the coverage irrelevant. That pass was a little low and incomplete. Yeah, fourth down here, big play for Central. It looks like Coach T is keeping his offense on the field. I think he feels that sense of urgency. You know, maybe try to draw him off sides here. You know I mean, try to get a quick, cheap five yards. That's what I would do at least. You know I mean, try to draw him off, draw him off sides here, and we'll see what happens. But see what George Rouse has on the hard count. Fourth and two, 30-yard line. Offensive line gets set. They'll snap it from the yeah. eye. Up the middle, exactly. Baker has the first yeah. down and more to the 40. They, it's brought down. They've had all their success under center. You know what I mean? They've been having, under center, they've been very, very successful. When they get in the gun, it seems like they're scrambling and having misfortunes on snaps and penalties. If I were central, I would stay stay under center and, and, and keep executing. you got a lot of time in this ballgame. Risky play call there on fourth and two from the 30, but it goes for 10 up the right hash to the 40. Ronald Baker to the third gives Champaign Central a first down, and they approach the line now 10 yards shy of midfield, 60 yards away from the end zone, trailing by two touchdowns. Under center is Rouse, Baker behind him, David Hasenstab, the lone receiver uh, to the left, and all kinds of movement. Uh, I don't know what that's going to go. It looked, like, it looked like we jumped out there on the right side. But I think we would have drew Centennial offside. So I'm still used to I'm still used to being that central. I don't mean to say we. I'm trying to be neutral in this ball game. <laughs> so sorry, guys out there. Um, but yeah, we, um, Central Central jumped first, and I think we had I think we had uh, there I go again. There's Centennial. I think Centennial almost <laughs> came off. Well, there was an appeal there, Lacante. I think both sides thought it was against the other, and right. uh, you know how that goes. Right, there it is. Here's Baker up the middle on a handoff. Ross yeah. was under center, a gain of two, yeah. so it's second and thirteen. But like 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 I said, you know what I mean. You get penalties; it, it hurts you. you. You're driving the ball. You have a good good fourth down conversion, and then you get a penalty and shoot yourselves in the foot, and you play behind the chains. It's just so tough for any football team. I don't care what level it is. Second and thirteen. Maroons are playing from behind here, huddling up. Play clock at twenty. Game clock at eight twenty-eight for the third quarter. Thirteen nothing. Chargers playing defense and leading. Shotgun look again here. Two wide receivers left. One of them, Hasenstab. Baker to the left of Rouse. Another high snap. Rouse drops back three steps and just playing a little from uh, behind there, Lacante. Yeah. He was looking on an out route to uh, to Kalon Deans there, yeah. but 
when that snap is high and he's yeah. got to dodge pressure, it just throws everything off. The timing, it, it just, you know, the time has been messed up all night when Central's been in the gun, and it, it, it's hurt them a little bit. And you know, I'm sure Centennial wants them to stay in the gun because they they've had a lot of success on defense when Central's in the gun. You know, like they've had all the success when they're under center. Centennial's had a lot of success in this series as of late. They've won the last four matchups in this rivalry, which dates back to 1967. Wow. Central won the last three prior to that. This is a rivalry that goes in streaks. Third down and 13. Rouse under center. Play action yes. right. Rolls right. Throws deep. Looking for Hazenstab. It is caught down the sideline, and Hazenstab at the 15. There it is. What a big play. And Stays on his feet, and he's down at the 12. And guess, and guess what Central was in? They were under the center. They've had all their high successful plays under the center. Um, nice nice throw and catch. Nice catch by David and a nice throw by George. Central's marching. What a big play to get some momentum for, for Central. Yardage-wise, that's the biggest play of the game so far. And it sends Central to the Centennial 13-yard line. Ryan, what did that uh, go for if you have that handy? Forty yards on that reception. And now Rouse under center. Rouse handing it off to Baker. Baker looking for the ten yard line. He's got it. Brought down at the right side numbers. A nice call trying to run some off some off tackle ISO on the weak side over there. You know, manage the clock. I would expect some type of play action from here. I'm sure Centennial Chargers are ready for it. The coach Centennial coaches are talking about it. 7-15 and ticking, and the Maroons in business, now driving, second and eight. At the 10-yard line, first down marker at the three-yard line. So not quite second and goal, but close. Rouse under center, Baker behind him. Dean's in the backfield, too, and it's a keeper. Oh. No, pardon me, hand off to, hand off to was, uh, Pish in was, there. That was a little counter play, a little inside reverse play. Um, we used to call that crisscross. And um, he just didn't, he didn't stick his foot and get, get inside that hole, and Centennial, Centennial was prepared and ready for it. Third down and nine. They lost a yard there. Lost two yards there. And now down to six and a half for the third quarter. 13-0. Centennial leading their defense on its heels here as Central has driven to the 13-yard line. Approaching five-eighths of this game completed. Here's Rouse, again under center. Rouse keeping action. it, rolling left. Rouse stepping right up, firing in zone, touchdown. A great play call. You know, I'm designed to play action. Had Centennial coming up on run, and George throws a rocket in there to our tight end to, to, our tight end to make a play. Brandon Snyder in on the touchdown reception, and that's Central's first score tonight, 13-6. 6.08 to play. And the Maroons will attempt an extra point that would make it a six-point ball game. In for the extra point, Clifton Williams, the senior. Once again, Central made that play by being on the center. You know, running play action pass. That's true wing T principles. And the extra point up in good from Clifton Williams. Bleacher bums love it. It's a one-score game again. And we'll see what Centennial has as they've been punched in the mouth now for the first time tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, you know what I mean, this is this is what Coach Turner wants. I'm sure. You know, close game, 13 to seven, still anybody's game. The defense is fired up, and they got the stop they wanted out of halftime. And now, and now they got a score here with some big plays. You know, I mean, had a fourth down big play, and then another fourth down executed play. So, a little payback to Centennial. 
A 78-yard touchdown drive capped off with a 10-yard touchdown pass. Brandon Snyder, the recipient from George Rouse. When we saw George Rouse last season, LaConte, didn't see him do a lot with his arm. He was mostly, I hate to use the term game manager, would pass occasionally, but really facilitated to Baker and his tailbacks. Mm -hmm. And in seeing him tonight, it's still a, a run-based offense, don't get me wrong, right. but uh, they're, they're letting Rouse wind it up a little bit. It's, it's so hard when you're a sophomore, you know, coming to play big-time football in the Big 12. It's just so tough. And, and we all, we, you know, when I was coaching at Central, I knew George was going to be a good player. And, you know, he has to grow. And he, he lives in the weight room. He's a, he's, I'm telling you, he's a tire, tireless worker from what I've seen. And, you know, I mean, he, I, know he, I, I know he goes to all kinds of camps in the summertime, and he loves the game. And I'm not surprised by the results and them letting him throw it a little bit more than he did last year. Talked with Tim Turner and the Maroons over the summer. Asked what kind of summer George Rouse was having. And uh, you pretty much hit on it there, LaConte. He's been in a number of camps. He's been in the weight room plenty. And uh, I've had the chance to talk with him plenty as well, not only over the summer. Uh, he and his teammates were on Prep Football Confidential with Matt Daniels, Zach Pyatt, and I on Wednesday night. A great interview, and you can tell much in the mold of uh, Kellen Davis, right. his childhood friend, both great leaders. Oh, great leaders. Your quarterback has to be your leader, and both of them are good athletes and, and, and good leaders, and, you know, Centennial's going to try to respond here, and Centennial's going to try to get Williams a stop. And Kaiser holds on to it. Go ahead. But, yeah, like I was saying earlier, you know, um, Centennial's going to try to march and get a little bit of momentum back, and so they're going to try to get a stop. It's going to be a great finish. You know, it's still early, a lot of football game left, and it can go either way still. Big, but I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, Big 12 update for you. Community 49, Peoria 28, 10-27 left for the third quarter there. The Iron Man are getting it done. I, I think they're going to run away <laughs> with it, and I'm, I'm glad to see that. Shout out to Coach D and the, and the guys over there. Can't wait to talk to you guys on Monday. Let's, get, let's go 4-0. Favorable draw for the Chargers. They won't play either of those two Big 12 heavyweights this season. They'll start this drive leading 13-7 on their own 40. Here's a carry right and to the 45-yard line, fighting for the 50. Not quite getting there, Trayvon Hall, but Hall give him a gain of nine on what was first and 10 and second and one coming up from the 49-yard line. One yard shy of midfield are the Chargers. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know Kyle Jackson said, I, I don't make the schedule, I just play it. So, you know, I mean, it, you know, so it is what it is. And his team's been playing well the first three weeks of the season and doing a great job. He'll take the schedule, though, as we've got a maroon down in front of the Charger bench. And uh, I think it's Kayleon Deans, maybe. I'm not sure. I can't tell if it's a 38. Looks to me like that would be, I think that's. No, I think you're right. I think that is Deans, and uh, you hate to speculate, but he's up. He's uh, talking to his coach and uh, getting worked on by a trainer there. Looks like he's a cramp. You would think he's getting his calf worked on. We've seen this uh, so far tonight, and uh, Centennial giving him plenty of space on Centennial sidelines, so you like to see that. And Tim Turner has come over there to uh, talk to the Maroons. They must have enough bananas in the locker room at halftime. <laughs> Good source of potassium. <laughs> got, got to have it. You know, I mean, it's too late in the season to be cramping up. Beautiful night for football. Heat not a concern whatsoever. It is a brand-new turf field at uh, Tommy Stewart Field here. Brand-new in the sense that it's only been around a couple of seasons, and uh, it certainly does play a little warmer on the turf, but not at all once the sun goes down. Yeah, it's a beautiful field. I, I, I mean, I like the grass a little more because they used to paint the end zones. One end zone was Chargers, the other end zones were Maroons, and yeah, had both C's in each end zones. I missed that. That's the one thing I missed, but the feud is beautiful. Hey, they've really done a nice job here at Tommy Stewart Field, and uh, 
I remember back in the uh, days when it was a grass field, it was, uh, yeah. I know, a little uneven based on uh, what I would see. Uh, of course, there have been a guy say that. I'm sure there should be. Well, sure. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Well, no, that's, uh, that's, my, that's my subtle dig in there. Yeah, right? But yeah. uh, it was, they did, I only went to a handful of games uh, yeah. on the grass field. They, they yeah. did an, it's a beautiful place to watch a game. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Second down and one for the Chargers here from the 49-yard line, and here's Davis. Moving left, throwing over the middle, and oh. incomplete. And there's the middle-of-the-field curse, the yeah. Bermuda Triangle between yeah, the hash marks they've tonight. Had, like, they've had success on, on the edges, and, you know, I mean, they're trying to hit that little dink and dunk, little dink and dunk over the middle, the little tight end, or uh, actually the wide receiver over the middle. And um, we'll see what happens next. I, I, like I said, I'm expecting run here again. They don't want to get two behind the chains. It's third and three. Line to gain the 50, line of scrimmage of the 48. Left to right drive, two yards shy of midfield. Out of the gun is Davis. Davis handing it off to Pruitt. Pruitt, no, oh, not Pruitt, but plenty of – that is Pruitt up past wow. the 40. Stays on his feet to the 35, and he's spun out of bounds just shy of the 30 on his own sideline. Right side of the field. And so that is a big first down for Centennial as they approach the end zone here. 5.48 is where the clock stops here in the frame. Right. That's a big, that's a big, that's a big third down conversion for the Chargers. Nice tough run by that kid. He took it in there, broke a few tackles, stayed up, and got some yards. Nice job by that young man. Chargers lead is 13-7 on first and 10. And here's a keeper for Davis yeah. up the middle. Davis oh. with a stiff arm. Davis to the 30. Davis oh. outside, 25. Oh. Spin move, and he's brought down because of the one defender that was there after the spin move. He's and that's Everett Wood. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a dangerous runner. That's a nice job by Kellen. And it's making plays. Davis with enough for the first down. Moves the chains. Keeps the drive alive. His Chargers leading by six points. And 23 yards shy of Paydirt here. Fifth, or I should say 525 and winding. Two wide receivers left out of the gun. Pruitt behind his man, Davis. Davis oh, drops wow. the snap. Oh, that ball's loose. Let's see who's got it. I think it was Centennial, Centennial that fell on it. it up. Central needed Central. Central hoping to hop on that one, but nice job by Kellen jumping on that football to maintain possession. High snaps have been the storyline for the Maroons tonight. That was a low snap that didn't quite get to Davis. Davis is able to fall on it, but I tell you, LaConte, there were a couple of Maroons that uh, just – couldn't get the fingertips on that one. A great valiant effort by both lines exactly. to get after Centennial it. Centennial very fortunate to get that, that ball back. You never know how that football's going to bounce once it's on the ground. Sets up a second and 14. Centennial ball. They lead 13-7. They are at the Champaign Central 27. Empty backfield. Davis dropping back. Three-step drop. Middle. Got him that Over the middle and caught. Touchdown. Oh, man. I think, they caught, I think they caught Central in the blitzing situation there. Middle of the field was wide open. Easy pitch and catch for Kellen and that receiver out there. I couldn't get his number, but it's a nice job. Dutch Kobe, number 11. That was uh, Elliot Cato El in El on the reception. El Elliot Cato with a nice catch. He's wide open. I think they caught Central in the, in the blitzing situation, and it's a great call, great execution. Centennial gets a little momentum back. 27 yards, Davis to Cato. Touchdown, Chargers. Kaiser on for the extra point, a 19-7 ball game now with 4.26 left in the third quarter. And Kaiser's extra point is good. 
20-7, the new score, 426 for the third, and Centennial fires it back up and goes down the field and scores. Great answer by Centennial. It's nice to see some scoring going on in this third quarter, and um, it's a lot more exciting than it was earlier, but it's been competitive. It's great. But, I knew, you know, I think the nerves are all out by both teams, and now they're playing loose. They're playing a lot more loose now and looking for Centro to come out and try to answer this. You know, he's still been to break. Both coaches are fired up, it looks like. And we'll see. Hey, Centennial is also not afraid to onside kick here, so Central's better be ready. And how big would an onside kick oh, be for the Chargers as they take a 20-7 yeah, no, lead? It'll be huge. 20-7, the score, 426 left for the third quarter. A 13-point ball game, and we'll see what the Maroons do. You felt like they had all the momentum in the world after yeah. being stifled for the most part in the first half, and they come out and get a stop on the defensive side of the ball, then march it down 78 yeah. yards and score, and then they'll need to score pretty quickly to lock this momentum back yeah. in. We'll see. I am sure they're not kicking it to Ronald Baker, though. I'm <laughs> sure they're going to try to keep it out of his head because he's a big playmaker, so I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure they'll try to kick it away from him. Baker, and that is Artem Pishuk with them as well. Back deep to return this thing at the 15-yard line. Kaiser, <laughs> a squibber. Yeah. Still going to go, no, it's going to go to Pishuk yeah. there at the 15-yard line, and he's looking for some space. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't surprised by the decision to keep it away from Ronald Baker there, and, um, and, and Central gets down to the, about the 23-yard line and trying to come up with a drive. 419, the time at the start of this drive. 20 to 7, Centennial's lead as the Maroons bring it back out. Spotted at the 25 yard line. They went 78 yards last time. They'll have to go 75 this time. Jack Barnhart, Kellen Davis, and the Chargers defense looking to say something about it as Rouse comes in under center here. And Rouse, play action, dropping back, deep drop, looking, firing, oh. incomplete. He was looking for his running back there out of the flat on a wheel route. Kalon Deans couldn't uh, make the play. He was well covered by Jacoby Posey, and Posey yeah. swats it away. Yeah, nice play by Jacoby right there. You seen it coming right at him and covered. He was going He was going with the X receiver and came back down and, and knocked that away from Kalon Deans. So nice play by Centennial and Jacoby. Would have gone for a gain of... About 20 yards had it been complete, but a moot point now, second and 10. 414 on the clock that has stopped, and a handoff looking right, Baker. Baker looking for the sideline. Flag comes in. Oh, maybe, maybe a face mask or a personal foul there. You know, I mean, I don't, it could be holding as well out there. It looked like there's running some kind of buck sweep action out there, so I'm not really sure. Baker a bit slow to get up as it stands. He gained four yards. We'll see what the flag is. And we got somebody down again. Look like they're cramping. Maybe I should go, go in the locker room, get those bananas, and bring them out for the boys. <laughs> bananas and uh, Gatorade would help with that too, right? Exactly. A little electrolyte fix. Exactly. I believe that's Baker that is down uh, on the field, and uh, trainers are working on him there. Officials timeout for the injured player, 4.05 as the clock has stopped in the third quarter. I want to give a shout-out real quick. Uh, Matt Daniels and Joe Vizelli back at our uh, newsroom, the News Gazette newsroom, churning out tomorrow's sports section, tracking down scores, and uh, getting ready to write up some recaps and uh, take our readers inside.
all the happenings in our area and tomorrow's uh, News Gazette. So be sure to pick that up or find it online, newsgazette.com. Appreciate you guys. You guys are unsung heroes of our, our, of our of our community here in Champaign, and you guys do a great job. News Gazette, number one newspaper in the state of Illinois. So we appreciate thank that. you guys. Thank you. It's uh, a lot of fun, more than anything. That's what, uh, that's what keeps us coming back. Here's a handoff left for Baker. Baker still in the ball game, and he gets to the 45, gains a yard on first and 10. That flag, uh, pardon me, LeConte didn't catch uh, the nature of the flag, but it was against Centennial. It did give Central a first and 10. Yeah, I, think, and I, I think it was a personal foul face mask, and um, so it got Central first and 10, and it comes to play. Now second and eight on a dive up the middle for Baker, and we'll see what the Chargers do. Again, they trail 20-7, to seven, three minutes and 25 seconds, running clock here in the third quarter after the Baker run. Huge, huge possession here for Central. You know, they can get down here and march and get something on the board. It'll be huge going into the fourth quarter. Rouse under center. Rouse rolling right. Rouse surveying, looking to wind it up down the field. He'll fire a laser to the sideline, 40-yard line, incomplete. Was looking... For the man that caught the touchdown pass moments ago, Brandon Snyder, but it's incomplete. Central's offensive line did a great job of giving George some time on that. Just misconnected. I thought he would take off, but he saw somebody come open late and just missed him. Jack Barnhart, a name we've talked about a lot tonight. Number 52. 52, pardon me, for Centennial in uh, Navy Blue. Don't want to say he's been quiet tonight, but uh, Central's, Central's done, defense has uh, schemed well against yeah, him. Yeah, Central, they're, they're trying to keep it away from him. He's done a good job. I think Centennial's moving around a little bit to try to get him some action. Like I said, he's a, he's a good wrestler as well. So, you know what I mean, trying to keep it away. See, look at that. He just, that, that, that's a, you, you, just brought, you just brought his name up and he just made a play. And he forces it loose. Yep, he just made a play. Centennial moved him from the end to the inside, and, you know, he just made a nice play. <laughs> wow. Isn't that that's crazy? the broadcaster jinx, isn't <laughs> it? Right that's there. the. <laughs> what a great job by you calling that one out. You spoke his name up and he made a play. Jack Barnard, he's got the transistor radio in his helmet, right? He's, he's, he's listening to us. Exactly. He steps up, makes a play. That was a carry for Artem Pishuk, and uh, Barnard got into the backfield, jarred it loose. He's going to force Central to punt it. Maroons go way back. It's now fourth down and 33, or yeah. fourth down and 21, pardon me, from the 33, but uh, nevertheless, a third and long, a fourth and long. My goodness. Oh, a great punt. Great punt by Jackson there. Takes a centennial bounce and yeah. dies at the 39, but nevertheless, a great punt to flip the field. Yep, and flip the field. And that's uh, Jack Barnhart Kelly. setting that one up. Yep, Jack did a great job of getting in, getting in that central, breaking through that central offensive line, and great scheme by moving him around, and it comes Kellen Davidson and the, and the centennial Chargers looking to score again on a, a big play. And this is a huge drive. Two minutes and 18 seconds Huge. left. Huge, Huge drive in the context of this game. It's going to be a first and 10 for Centennial at their own 39. So 61 yards between them and the end zone. A 20-7 to 7 lead. And the way this game has transpired, you've got to think a touchdown here would make it very difficult for the Maroons moving very forward. Very difficult. So hopefully we can try to get a turnover or get a first and down. There's... Keeper for Davis, up the middle, Davis to the 50, Davis to the 45, shoestring tackle, he's brought down at the opposite 45 after he crosses midfield, and Kellen Davis, if not for a great play from Mark Johnson, might have taken that one to the house. To the 43-yard line. Oh, nice nice run by Kellen Davis right there. The Centennial coach staff said, we're going to keep it in our best offensive player's hand and, and make him make plays. Clock runs at a minute 55. 
13-point game. Chargers now in Maroon territory looking to build on that. Battle for Champaign, big rivalry. Chargers, Maroons, Davis out of the gun for the Chargers. Two wide receivers left, one right now, rolls right, looks, fires it up. It's knocked out of his hands. That's going to sail well out of bounds. And nearly fielded on the sidelines by a centennial player. Bob Waipu couldn't hold that uh, one as he let it slip through his hands. That doesn't matter. It was uh, incomplete either way. Great, great pressure by David Hazestab on that. Rushing the quarter, relentless effort by him to, tr- to, to break up that pass. Huge hit. Now it's second and ten. Clock stopped at a minute 37 in this 13-point game. Yeah. Kellen Davis ties his shoe. Pink cleats for yeah. Davis, Kellen. a stylish look. Centennial's keeping the foot on the gas, though. They're not letting up. Same formation as last time for the Chargers. Davis takes it himself up the middle, spins twice, and the Chargers, or I should say the Maroons' defense, finally stands them up at the 35-yard line. Still think it's enough for a first down, maybe? Second and one. It's going to be one yard short there. Almost got to the line to gain, not quite. And you've got to figure probably four down territory here for the Chargers. Maroons defense is going to have to send them backwards here. Uh, Definitely. Task easier said than done. Definitely. And you know, defense has been on the field a lot tonight. Pruitt in his green cleats lined up behind Davis's pink cleats. He gets the carry. He's stopped at the 35-yard line, and the Chargers, they do move him back uh, one yard. The Maroons do. So how about that? Yeah. I will see if they punt it. Nice, you know, I, mean, I don't think they will punt it, but a nice play by Central. And they might try to draw Central offsides here. And that the, the front line's done a good job of keeping their eyes on the football. And big, here's a big play for Central and Centennial. Central gets to stop. They get a little bit of momentum going, going into the fourth quarter. Fourth down and two. 25 seconds left in the quarter. 13-point game. Chargers the leader. Going for it. Here's the snap. Pruitt the carry. Pruitt's got the first down. Got the first down, yes. Up the right hash. Up the seam. And they will give him the first down. It was close, but they'll give him the first down after an appeal from the Maroons that he did not get there. He did. 17 seconds left in the frame. That'll probably be the last play of the third quarter. And we will go to the fourth with Centennial, leading rival Champaign Central, 20-7 on Light Rock 97.5. We'll break that down and bring you the fourth quarter when we come back. Stick around. Fourth quarter on the way. 20-7 the score. Centennial leads. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. No. No, no, no. At Pavlov Media, we love to say no. No lags, no hidden fees, no data caps, no contracts, no installation fees. Light up your life with Pavlov Media's fiber optic internet so you can say no to inadequate internet. Pavlov Media Fiber Internet, now available in Farmer City, Muhammad, Monticello, Savoy, and many others. Visit pavlovmedia.com backslash getfiber. That's P-A-V-L-O-V-M-E-D-I-A dot com slash G-E-T-F-I-B-E-R. Thank you. 
Tommy Stewart Field in Champaign, Illinois, the site of the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week, week four edition. Centennial leading Champaign Central 20-7, 12 minutes on the board for the fourth quarter. Joey Wright and LaConte Nix in the booth with you, and LaConte, here's Centennial, a first and 10, now in maroon territory, ball on the 32-yard line. They'll move it right to left, and they're in a good spot, up 13 points here. We'll get the snap. Here's Davis. Davis quickly firing oh, it wow. out to Kodiak Pruitt on a wheel route, and Pruitt wow. is gone. Touchdown. What a, what a great call by Centennial. You know what I mean? Central is in man covers out there. No linebackers on the, on the running back coming out on the wheel route. Walks in for six very easily. Untouched. Kodiak Pruitt, number 34 in Navy Blue, goes 32 yards on a pass from Callan Davis. Extra point to come from Carson Kaiser. Would make the score 27-7, a three-score game. 11.53 left in the ball game. And Kaiser's extra point, good snap, good hold. Line drive kick is good as well. All three components clutch there for the Chargers. Kyle Jackson gives some high fives as the Chargers come back at the sideline and Lacante, that is what Champaign Central did not need, but you had a feeling that uh, this Centennial it. offense would get going. After, Keller, after, after the score in the third quarter, Centennial got a lot of momentum, then they came out and got a stop. And, you know, and, you know I mean, it's just the confidence is just set, setting in for them, and they punched that one in, and, you know, it's going to be tough for Central to get back in this game. Video board appealing for fans to get loud and make some noise here at Tommy Stewart Field. Chargers fans have had a lot to cheer for here in this ball game, a 27-7 lead. Chargers playing really good football here. We'll see if they can close this out. And LaConte, I don't like to speak in absolutes. You never want to... Never know. Never want to call a game over before it's over, but you this has know. the feeling if uh, Central's going to go, they got to go they now. Gotta, hey, this is a must-score must drive right here for Champaign Central. Oh, what a great purchase by Unit 4 School District on this scoreboard. I love it. Good sound system, too. It sounds really good. It's bumping. If they're playing Dave Matthews, I'll really get into it. <laughs> Jason Liggett's over there running the video board. We'll have to, Jason, can we get some Dave Matthews band <laughs> on that thing? Jason is uh, usually the producer for our Light Rock 97.5 broadcasts. Uh, works at Centennial High School, so helps him out for some of the home games. Adam Austin is back in the uh, studio in his place tonight, doing a great job. We appreciate his help. Looks like we got all sides on the, on the, on the Chargers kicking team here. Not one you see all that often. You don't see it often. In the meantime, uh, we had party in the press box up here tonight. We've got uh, Zach Weber helping us out. You heard from him at halftime. He's tracking uh, drives for us, doing keeping stats, job. doing a great job. A junior at Ridgeview. High school, he's gotten to see a lot of wins for the Ridgeview-Lexington program in years past. Mustangs playing good football and uh, nice. would like to pursue a career in broadcasting, he tells us. So we're uh, looking forward to seeing that happen. Yeah, a great interview at halftime. Yeah, I can't wait to hear him on, on, on the mic in the next few years. He's going to do a great job. Absolutely. On the kickoff is Carson Kaiser. Line drive kick Not will true. be fielded oh, by Ronald man, Baker. There we go. We got, he's got a chance. That's who they want. The, want whose hands they want it in. Sheds one tackle, 30-yard line. Uh, He's brought down and a flag. Yeah, got a face match penalty on Centennial there, I'm pretty sure. 
And, you know, I mean, he's just so dangerous back there, and Centennial did a great job of rallying him to get him down. Kerry Matthews is going to be the guilty party on that one. Meanwhile, uh, I mentioned Ryan is with us. Jason Liggett's in the press box as well. Zach Pyatt, you heard from him at halftime. He's roaming the sidelines. News Gazette's new prep sports editor, and he will have uh, some words on this one tomorrow in print and online at newsgazette.com. So keep an eye out for that. Robin Scholes, the News Gazette's photo editor, is on hand. One of my favorites all time. She's got a, plenty of good photos of Coach Nix. <laughs> <laughs> You make it easy, though. No, no, she does a great job. Robin's, <laughs> Robin's awesome. Very talented photographer, and she'll take the words you've heard from us tonight and uh, show you what we meant yeah. with pictures uh, online and in print tomorrow. And, of course, Matt Daniels, Joe Vazelli, hard at work uh, in our newsroom, cranking out tomorrow's sports section. Scores, stats, all that good stuff. Shout out to Liz Brunson as well. She also does a good job, one of my favorite photographers. Well, if you're listening, Liz, I miss you. I love you. Great friend of the uh, News Gazette as well. <laughs> Who else is here? All the stars are out when you talk about Central Centennial. This draws Every, so many Everybody's great. out, you know what I mean? I'm surprised Michaela Short's not coming out of the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, everybody's out here. It's a great, you know I mean? Everybody comes out for this game. It's a great job. The community's out here. Everybody's enjoying a good, friendly competition of Central Centennial. They, both teams have been well-mannered tonight, so it's really, really impressive to see. Can't speak to this year, admittedly. I haven't done a lot of uh, searching in the crowd below us, but last year, uh, I believe Josh Whitman made the trip out here one yeah. year ago. thought I saw him in the house last year, mm -hmm. so that just kind of gives you an idea of uh, who this game uh, attracts. Yeah, a lot of people like to come back and watch this game. You know, just, you know, they got cousins and family and friends, and they want to come back and watch this game because it's been such a great rivalry over the years for our community. Here's where Central's drive starts. Their own 40-yard line, down three scores. Ronald Baker, a six-yard carry on first and ten. A little butt sweep action there. Nice little handoff. That's, that's, that's ring T, principal number one right there. You got to be able to run butt sweep. And Central did a good job of running it there. If Central is to erase this 27-7 deficit, with 11.20 left in the ball game, Baker's going to be a big part of that. Second yeah. down and five gotta coming get, up. Got to get on the ball. It's a big drive for Champagne. And, and, and Centennial's defense is fired up as well, so they've been getting stops all night, so it's going to be, be a coin flip here. 11 minutes left to play here in the game. Rouse, bootleg left. Rouse, pass uh. tip, nearly intercepted over the middle by Anthony Caceres. Up to Centennial moving Jack inside has gave Central a little bit of problems. You know, they took him off the edge and put him inside, and he's he's giving he's giving our guards some fits, and he's getting a lot of pressure in on George, and George couldn't really set his feet on there because he had a lot of pressure in his face. Jack Barnhart, uh, all-area defensive lineman, all over the football field, tremendous wrestler as well, and uh, was quiet until we said he was quiet, yeah. and at that point he forced a fumble on the next play that was recovered by Central, but nevertheless... You're right, Lacante has really stepped up his game here in the second half. I think I, I think you, you you woke him up when you when you called out his name. But the biggest thing is um, Centennial moved him from outside. To, I mean, from outside the inside, and he just given he's giving our guards and center fits. So, you know, I mean, that's a smart that's a smart that's a smart game game change for Centennial Chargers. Rouse's pass on third and five was incomplete to Clifton Williams as we broke that down, and it's going to be a fourth down and five situation. 
10.56 left for the half, and thus the game. And Central with no choice but to go for it here on fourth down from its own 46-yard line. They need to get it to the 49 for a gain of five. It's going to be Rouse. Having a problem getting lined up. Yep, it's going to come in uh, under center here. He's got a tight end, a receiver to his right, two tailbacks behind him. He'll keep it. He'll run right. He'll step up in the pocket. Fakes his uh, throw with his shoulders there and throws nearly an interception. It was nearly caught by Jacoby Posey. Uh, Posey, I think, realized midway through he didn't want to catch that because that would have lost Centennial a number of yards on a deep throw down the field to the 30-yard line. Instead, it's incomplete. It's a turnover on downs. Centennial's good, good field position. Central had to go for it there to try to get something there. You know, and Jacoby came over to the play. Centennial football. Central must get a stop here. And I would think Centennial, as they take over, already in Central territory at the 46. Yeah, they might try to milk some clock and run the ball, but exactly. you never know in this game. crazier things have happened crazier things have happened it is only a three score game but time not working in the maroons favor not at all 10 48 a 27 7 ball game and the leader centennial takes over oh man and kodiak pruitt with space and kodiak pruitt 15 10 5 dives for the goal line was he in the ball's loose they'll call it a fumble and they will say that central recovered it oh man if he fumbled inside the end zone, we saw that last night in, in the, in the um, NFL game. It should. Oh, they said he's down on the one-yard line. Oh, so he is down after all. But if we went into the end zone, it would be central ball on the 20, but I don't think that's the case. Well, no review here at the high school level. Nope, and Pardon me. Uh, the, the voice quit on me there midway no, through okay. that, but at the one-yard line, Pruitt died for the uh, goal line there, and they'll mark him down. That was uh, close, though. That, that was, was a judgment call. That was close in the um, – you know what I mean? I don't agree with refs all the time, but I think they made the, the right call there. So now here's Davis out of the shotgun. Davis with a man behind him. Davis, oh, Trayvon Hall. Hall oh, nearly wow. stood up. It's Davis that keeps it. Now Davis loses oh, wow. it, and he recovers it at the 10. Champagne Central's tightening up down here to trying to make a play. Nice tackle for a loss there. Well, the ball has popped out on two consecutive plays. That time... It actually was a fumble that Centennial recovered. Now second and goal from the 10. And Lacanze, this might be an opportunity for Champaign Central. You know, they've got it at the 10-yard line. You know, we'll see what Centennial does, but it can be a little harder on an offense when you're... Right. I, I, I'm expecting some... I think they're going to put it in the air here. But, you know, Central needs to stop here, but you never know what could happen, like you said. Here's Davis. There's, there's the pass. He's right there, right in his face. Got a big sack. That's and a big he's play. Sacked at the twenty-yard line. That's a big. That's a big play by Central there, getting in. So now, Centennial has gone way back. It was first and goal at the one. It will be third and goal from the twenty now. With the Chargers still leading twenty-seven-seven, this has taken them out of what would be a, a sure thing field goal, even if they hadn't scored. And now, if Central's defense can step up for one more play. I like their chances of getting off the field, but Centennial's been okay in these situations before. They have been. They've executed on fourth fourth down a few times, and Central's got to be careful in the middle of the field. Centennial's been trying to hit him on it all night and hit him once for a touchdown over the middle. Here's Davis dropping back out of the gun. Davis firing one toward the end zone. Nobody's home. Incomplete. Fourth and 20 coming up. Yeah. 
I think we had some. I think we had some miscommunication on that route. There's some. He ran a post. Kellen thought he was running a fade, and it, it didn't work. So I think somebody ran the wrong route. Carson Kaiser will stay on the sidelines, and well, he'll stay on the sidelines as a kicker, anyways. Looks like he's going to come in as a receiver here. Kellen Davis is going to bring a play back out to the 20-yard line, and the Chargers will go for it. So fourth down and. 20 here from the 20. Fourth and goal. 8.37 left in the game, and Centennial leads 27-7. to They score here, probably puts it away. Here's Davis right looking to, end zone. Davis the, looking for Kaiser. It is incomplete. incomplete. No flag. No flag on the play. Central gets the ball. They, hey, eight minutes left in this game. we got to play some hurry-up offense. got to punch one in here pretty quick on this drive. He's looking for Kaiser on the near side pylon. It was underthrown a little bit, but nothing Kaiser couldn't get back to. The problem, there were two defenders in his way. Oh, what, uh, that ball started on the one-yard line for Centennial. Bobbled the snap, and Central capitalized on that bobble snap, and they, they end up getting the ball back. So nice job of not bending and not breaking by the Central defense. 20-yard line for Champaign Central, 831 left in the game. 27-7, the score. And a high snap for Rouse here out of the gun with two receivers to each side. Rolls left, running out of time, throws to the sideline, incomplete. 8.24 is where the clock stops. His Maroons still trailing by three scores. Yeah. You know I mean? Central struggled in shotgun tonight. You know I mean? It's just, just tough throw, getting a lot of pressure. And I, just the, the snap just throwing off so much timing for the central offense. 8.24 as Central awaits a second and 10 from its own 20, 80 yards between them in the end zone. 27-7 game. Although Vacante, crazier things have happened. I'm told Army threw a passing touchdown tonight in oh, their game. Oh, wow, you know, that, that's, that's wing T Central Army football. See what happens here. Here's Rouse. Rouse on a carry for or on a handoff to Baker. He's brought down hard at the 20 yard line. Go ahead. Yeah, nice play by that kid. But yeah, Army scoring a passing touchdown is crazy. But Centennial Central has to score here and try to get an onside kick, and that's that's what they do. You know, I mean, they practice that every day in practice, onside kick. So they're used to it, but they got to punch it in the end zone here on this drive. And they've got to go 79 yards to get to that point here. 7.55 left here in the fourth quarter. They trail 27-7. It's third and nine from their own 21. Let's see it here. Neither team has used a timeout here in the second half after burning through them in the first half. Central out of the gun, two receivers to each side. Baker next to Rouse. Rouse drops back, three-step drop. Rolls right, surveys, dodges a sack, dodges two sacks, oh. takes a third, loses a fumble out of bounds. That won't matter. I would call that a cover sack. Great job by the Centennial secondary getting stops and look like the central putting unit are coming on. Lost the fumble out of bounds on the Centennial sideline and Rouse jogs to the sideline and the Chargers will force a punt. 7.24 left in the ball game. Chargers looking to nurse a 27-7 lead to the finish line. Fourth down and nine. Need a good punt here by Jackson. 
Jackson LaFay in on the punt, has sent some good ones away. The return man back at the 45-yard line. Oh, Central doesn't have enough guys out on the field, it looks like. Delay a game, penalty. Yep. Yep, Central didn't have enough guys on the field on that time. And LeConte, when you go back and look at this one on film as a coach, those yep. are the kinds of mistakes, even with the yes. score being uh, as the, it you is. Know I mean, you know what I mean? That's stuff, you know what I mean? I'm sure Coach T practices every day when it comes to special teams, and it's just, it's just things to get those kind of penalties. And, and that's what's killed Central all night is the penalties and the, and the misfortunes. And here's a punt for Jackson LaFay. Good punt. That's a really good punt. Plenty of height on it. It's not going to take, well, it does take a little bit of a central bounce and rolls to the 49. Oh, that's really nice. Jackson LaFay's last few punts have been excellent in keeping, in keeping Centennial going backwards. And so Centennial will start this drive with a 27-7 lead at the 49-yard line. At the central 49-yard line, importantly, so they are across midfield. They'll move it right to left. Student sections have started to thin out a little bit. Uh, I should say Central's has, as yeah. they've gone down by a few scores. I'm but sure, Centennial I'm sure. is uh, still rocking it. I'm, I'm sure Centennial fan wants to rush this field after this game if they hold on to win this game. So they're going to stay to the last second, I'm sure. Here's Kodiak Pruitt up the middle. Gains four right up the gut. Clock runs now to seven minutes. Centennial holding on to this three-score advantage, three-touchdown advantage, 27-7. to seven. Well, Centennial's close to their average. They've been averaging about 30 points a game, a little over 30 points, and they're, they're right there at it again. This is right in Coach Jackson's wheelhouse. He wanted to average 30 or more, so he's right. He's really close to it. Something to keep an eye on in each of their last two games. They've scored 33 points. Right. A touchdown and a miss extra point would put them at 33. Here's a pass out to oh, wow. Kaiser. Kaiser wow. stays on his feet, looks for the 20, the 15, the 10, and he's knocked out of bounds. Yeah. The Centennial smells blood right now. They're, they're going to keep their foot on the gas here. They're going to try to punch one in. There's that hitch route for the yep. Chargers again. It's been so lethal on the edges. It's been money for them all night long. They hit a bunch of them. Now to the nine-yard line go the Chargers. 6-24. That's where the clock stops because Kaiser went out of bounds. Now here is... Davis sending two in motion. P.I. Ibaminion and Elliot Cato shift from the left side to the right side, and Davis will keep it himself. Five, goal line, touchdown. Kellen Davis in on a quarterback keeper from nine yards out, and make that a four-touchdown yeah, lead for the nice, Chargers. Another nice drive by Centennial. They're, they're, you know, I mean, they're, they're starting to put, put the pedal to the metal here. It's a nice drive by Kellen in the Centennial offensive line to get them in, and really nice, nice hitch play to set that up. And so that score will make it 20 or a 33-7 game, pardon me. A 24-point advantage, and if Kaiser misses this extra point, it's the fourth, third game in a row in which the Chargers have had 33 points. Wow. They'll break that streak. He's got it. 34 points yes. for the Chargers. They get over that hump for the first time since week one, and they are firmly in business here 
LeConte a 25-point lead. Yeah, what a, what, a, what a great second half offensively for the Chargers. They came out and made plays. Central came out and made a play to put a little pressure on them. It was 13-7, and Centennial just, you know what I mean, got, took that and learned from it and, and came out firing. So they've, they've, they've really been impressive the last 15 minutes of this ballgame. A couple of reunions for Centennial tonight, the class of 1983 and the class of 2003. Nice. Back in the house, uh, nice. as the scoreboard lets us know. They, i got to imagine they like what they see so far. Well, I'm sure they're proud of their charges tonight. It's always good to see your, your, your alma mater win football game, especially against Central. If it holds, this is the fifth straight win in this series for Centennial. Yes, yeah, Centennial, Centennial's been hot right now. So that's, you know, that's good. That follows three straight wins for Central from 2017 to 2019. Centennial won in 2016, and uh, then Central in 2015, that uh, team that was a state semifinal contender. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had a great year that year. It ran into a good Lincoln Way West team. And, um, but yeah, yeah that, was, that was a great team, a lot of good players. You know, Jake Beasley, Walker Stillman, Josh Parker, and Brad D, I can go down the list like our coaching staff, Nate, Nate Allball and Al Craig and Coach Servany and so many, I can just name them all. And Coach Coach Carter, the old AD here, athletic director here at Centennial. So we had a great staff, but the players the players were even better. So Hasenstab on the return for Central with the Chargers leading 34-7, takes it to the 38-yard line, and that's where Central's drive will start. Probably going to be too little, too late for the Maroons, but we'll see what happens here. You, like, you never know. You, you, you know what I mean? They've been in this situation a lot. You know what I mean? Must score situations, and they, they, I think they've done it once tonight. They have to they have to score this drive. You don't want to get a charge of the ball back in this situation. If Centennial holds on, they will uh, increase their all-time series lead to 27 24 and 1. That one tie was back in 1974, wow. a 7 7 tie. You know, I mean, that's what you want in rivalries. You know, I mean, still 24 27 wins. That's awesome. You know, I mean, that's the true rivalry. Evenly split. There's Ronald. Ronald Baker up the sideline, rooted out of bounds, up across midfield, looking for the 40, and he takes it to the 43 yard line. Six minutes left in the ballgame, a 34 7 deficit for the Maroons, but they're still fighting. Oh yeah, that's one thing about Coach Turner's team, they do they will not quit. You know, that's a credit to him and his coaching staff. They're gonna play to the whistle and play to that final horn. So don't expect Central to lay down and just give in. They're gonna keep playing hard. Well, not to get ahead of myself, but they both teams do have all three uh, timeouts left. Mm -hmm. And so if Central can get a quick score. Yeah, you know, we get an onside kick. You know, I mean, could a quick score again? Yeah, you know, you, <laughs> you never know, but it, it, it's it's, it's going to take a lot. But I never count anybody out. I've seen crazy, like you said earlier, crazier things happen. It's got to go here for the Maroons. Another high snap to Rouse steps up in the pocket and fires an incompletion intended for Hasenstab. Yeah. And I feel like I'm guilty of this anytime we yeah. get into a ball game like this, Lacante. You start thinking. Well, what does Central have to do to come back? But uh, it's easy then to discredit what Centennial has done to take right, this lead and right. what the Chargers have done right. Right. And uh, that's been, yeah, I mean, I their defense, they're put finishing, yeah. They're, they're finishing, their defense has got better. And, you know, I think that, that, that Central score pretty woke them up because they probably think they're a little flat. And they might have been overlooking Central a little bit because of that 1-2 and two record. And I think the score woke them up, and they totally took control of this football game. 
Central was shut out in the first half. Seven points in the second half, but this one's been by and large all centennial in the second half. Here is a high arcing throw, and Rouse can't connect with Hasenstab. It's incomplete, and the wing tee approach that Central so often employs yeah. now forced to uh, take it to the air. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and, and Centennial is waiting for that. You know, Centennial wants us wants Central to get in this situation where they got to throw the ball downfield to try to get first downs. And, you know, this, this plays right in Centennial's hand. This is what they want Central to do. 5.53 for the fourth quarter, and Centennial, a big leader, 34-7. to seven. Centennial didn't take control of this series by and large until the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Central won two in a row from 99 to 2000. Centennial turned on the Jets, won six in a row. That's the longest winning streak in series history from 2001 Bo to 2006. Here's a pass from Rouse. By a nice play. Over Bo the middle to Hasenstab. He Bo caught it, 20-yard line. Both schools have some excellent players, you know what I mean? Like you can think about Mike Hill ashore, Quincy Washington from Centennial. And then Central had, you know what I mean, Jay Lehman, you know what I mean, Drew McMahon. So many good players to play for both 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 schools. So, you know what I mean, the history and, and the players that have played in this game, trust me, they look at it and they pay attention to it. It is something uh, fun to be a part of. And uh, we alluded to earlier, I went to Urbana High School, class of uh, 2018 over there. It's always fun right. they, playing either of these schools. Too. Yeah. Right. You hope uh, Urbana can get things going as they uh, return to the varsity level. Here's Rouse on third down and 10. First and 10, pardon me. Rouse in trouble. Pocket collapses. Rouse looking, surveying, scanning, throwing nice. over the middle. It is caught. Nice play. You know, I mean, George Rouse is buying time, buying some time to let his receivers get open. They're selling, they're selling in that centennial zone, and, and George is picking them apart right now. Finds Ian Weber for a nice gain. We go under five minutes to play. Centennial has the 34-7 lead. Central has a sustained drive here. Second and one. Ball on the 12-yard line. Centennial, a left-to-right drive, has moved into enemy territory. Four wide receivers for Rouse out of the gun. Another high snap. Pulls it down. Sets his feet. Flag is down. He rolls right. Throws to the end zone and cannot connect with Look, a sliding receiver, and uh, real quick, LeConte, that intended target was Ronald Baker. Yeah, I think I think Central gets a hold, and I mean, get George just, I think the ball might have slipped out of his hand, he just couldn't get it there. And um, I think I think he's going to be, I think it was holding on Central, so we're gonna, um, Central's going to lose some yardage on that play. And they march it backwards. It is a hold against the Charger, or against the uh, Maroons, pardon me. 435 is where the clock stops here in the fourth quarter. If you're right. just joining us, it's been mostly Centennial in this one. Not all Centennial, but pretty close. 34 to 7. They're, they're, in the fourth. they're living up to their um their number the, the number one rank in the area by the News Gazette. They're living up to it tonight. Proving Matt Daniels uh, top ten correct, the top of it at least. We'll see how everything else shakes right. out tonight. Here's Rouse firing one to the end zone and Baker. And a flag oh, yep. is down. Yep. It's going to be pass interference at the one-yard line as he was repelled at the goal line. And yeah. uh, I, think he grabbed him. Was... I think he grabbed him a little bit. And, you know, sometimes that happens. you got to throw it up and see if your guy can make a play. And George did the right thing, throwing it to the end zone. And the defensive back held Ronald Baker on that, and, and Central gets the flag. Nathan Kalanji, the defender on that. And Centennial may appeal. Well, that pass wasn't catchable, but... 
Baker never had a chance yeah, to get there. Exactly. And too bad it's not like the NFL where you get that ball on the one-yard line. You still It's only a 15-yard penalty, so it's not bad if you're going to get beat to hold that defense, to hold that um, the receiver, receiver out there so he won't give up a touchdown. Moves the Maroons up to the Centennial 11-yard line. First and 10. Close to a first and goal here. Trailing 34-7. Here's Rouse rolling right. Rouse got to get rid of it. He fires a rainbow yeah, over he, the end zone. He had a lot of pressure coming in on him. Centennial blissed, it, blessed, blissed off the edge there. Made George sprint out, and George had to get rid of it. It's a good job not taking a sack. Great great job by the by that outside linebacker putting some pressure on George. One thing that has continued to catch my eye, Lacante, yeah. and it's something that Champaign Central is going to have to fix as the season goes along, is these shotgun snaps. Yeah. They have continued to be pretty high. Yeah, like like I said earlier, it's just it just throws off so much timing in their offense. And you know, I mean, I don't know if they want to be in the gun or they want to be under, but Central's had all their success tonight, in my opinion, when they're under center. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to get in the gun, and, and it's just it's just tough when you're not used to doing it all the time. Perhaps heeding my words, Rouse under center face. is brought down. I wow. think they got him by the jersey, Lacante. Wow. I think yeah, that was right. by the shoulder pad. That was a good tackle. That was. Nice in the play. backfield. Yeah, Centennial's bringing up the pressure. <laughs> Problem is, you're right, Lacante, because they've moved uh, Lacante, they've, or when they move uh, Rouse under center, Barnhart's been such a dominant force on the interior, he, he doesn't have time that way either. Right, so, yeah, it's, you know what I mean? So, it, 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 it's just hard. It, you know what I mean? Central's in the bind right now, and it, you know, they're trying to play catch up, and it's hard, and Centennial's sitting back, and they're sitting a little bit of pressure, and they're keeping everything in front of them. So, you know, it's just, they, they're making it really tough for Central right now. 3.35. And ticking, and a timeout comes in at 3.34 will be taken by Central as they draw something up on third down and 20 from the 21-yard line. I've seen that a, a lot tonight, Lacante, is uh, yeah. where it's been a uh, almost a goal-to-go situation, but not quite, one, yeah, yeah, one yard got, outside got, of that. Got so, got so close, Central got down there off a, a penalty, and they, then they end up getting a sack, and, you know, it's just – and this happened with Centennial tonight, too. Central's had a couple goal line stops, and they got some penalties and brought them back. You know, it's just, it's just been, you know I mean, just got to clean up. You know I mean? Both teams need to clean up a lot of their silly mistakes if they want to move on in the post in, in the rest of the season in, into the postseason. So I'm sure the coaches will be watching film tomorrow morning early and meeting on Sunday and um, trying, to, trying, to, trying to get those little things fixed. Last update I heard real quick, Lacante from Normal Community Peoria was uh, I think 63 to 36 with your Iron Men out in front. Not quite sure of the time on that. I don't know if you've got a, a more, more recent update. Yeah. Um, Hold that thought quick as Rouse fires one to Baker uh, in the flat and Baker yeah. dropped it. That'll be fourth down and 20 coming up. 3:30 to play from the 21-yard line in plus territory for Central, so they'll have to dial up a fourth and long here. Um, the coaches texted a long time ago from Normal, the basketball coaching staff, and I don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure they'll send it soon. They're um, they're, they're talking about my picks in the News Gazette. I think Monticello will end up losing, so ah, they're making well, fun of me. I picked Monticello too well, so <laughs> we're, okay. we're both going down there. That, that's okay. 
Saw Monticello last week against Confluence Prep Academy out of St. Louis. Oh well, yeah, yeah, really good, really good basketball program down in St. Louis Confluence. They go down to the St. Centralia Holiday Tournament every year. Here's Riles on fourth and twenty. Fourth High and 20. snap, rolls right. Got to throw it to the end zone. Maybe get a penalty. Did he get there early? You know, that's all you can do. You know, I mean, you got to throw it to the end zone. Throw it to the end zone and try to get try to get a penalty and turn around down. But like I said, Central is not quit and Centennial's coming under pressure and. And they'll finish this game strong. It's been a been a great, great game by the Centennial Chargers, though. Really impressed by what they've done tonight. Just looking for Hazenstab there, and he overthrew him, and it is a turnover on downs. 34-7 the score, Centennial leading, and should be able to take this one to the finish line. There is a flag down, a hold against the Maroons, and that will be declined, and a turnover on downs should result in a centennial win, LaConte, I can't think yeah. either side will be too aggressive yeah, I don't here. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm sure, I'm sure both teams are trying to get some subs in. You want to keep everybody healthy. Because I'm sure, you know, I mean, Central plays another crosstown rival next week in Urbana. And, and Centennial, you know I mean, Centennial has, I think, homecoming next week. And they're, uh, they're going to get ready. You know I mean, get ready. They want to be healthy going into the rest of the season. You know I mean, they're not going to do anything silly. Nobody wants to get hurt. First play of the drive, Kodiak Pruitt. Brought down in the backfield for a loss. We're just north of three minutes to play in this 34-7 ball game. Centennial leading and trying to run out the clock. Next week for Central, you alluded to, they will travel to Urbana. You'll hear that on Light Rock 97.5, a battle of the two schools that call McKinley Field home. That'll be at Urbana's McKinley Field next week, 7 o'clock on Friday, Light Rock 97.5. Got you covered on the call for that one. And Centennial next week at Danville. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And um, kudos to Urbana to having a football team this year. I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're playing. It's good to see Urbana back playing varsity football. So it's a great job by Curtis Bland and, and his crew. I'm glad, I'm glad they're playing. Last update I heard from their contest tonight against Normal West, and it's been a minute. Matt Daniels passed this along at halftime. 63-36, the final, by the way, the Normal Community Peoria game. So normal community stays hot and wins a, a big one there. Way to go, Ironman. Nice job. See you boys on Monday. On, on Monday. It's a great, a great start. 4-0. You can't, you can't ask for anything better than that. Ironman have uh, serious ambitions and justifiable admission, uh, ambitions is the word, <laughs> of uh, making a run in the Class 7A playoffs. That's a yeah. really good team the Ironmen have yeah. this season. But they're going to see some good teams in 7A. You know what I mean? They, they, you know what I mean? They're the biggest school in the conference. So sometimes, you know, playing, playing, some, you know, playing some teams in the conference don't really get them set up for, for the 7A competition because they don't see it. It's not their fault, you know what I mean? But but it is what it is. And I love seeing that sportsmanship between the two teams. Like seeing Centennial Central give them high fives, you know what I mean? These kids these kids know each other, they're friends. It's good to see that type of sportsmanship. That's the signs of both coaches, you know what I mean? No hatred. It's really good to see. Minute 20 left in the game as this one winds down. Anthony Caceres caught that pass in the flat and took it near the first down marker. It'll be fourth down and one. Game clock at a minute eight. Play clock at five as both winds, and I think Centennial will take a delay of game and punt it away. Leading 34-7 with a minute left in the game. By the way, that Urbana-Normal West score, uh, last I heard, and this was uh, what Matt Daniels relayed at halftime, it was at the time 35-14 to uh, 14 wow. favoring Normal West, wow. but uh, 
based on what Urbana has done the last oh, man. two weeks, yeah. that's uh, to come up and put up 14 against Normal West. You'll you'll take it. No moral oh, victories, but yeah, uh, definitely but something you know, to you're take away about there. Program that not playing varsity football for for uh, for two years, and you know to put up some points after last week. That's that's a great comeback. So, kudos to Urbana. Took a lot of. Uh, a lot of courage for those kids to come back out oh, after I, it was a 70 nothing loss to Peoria and Notre Dame the week prior. Yeah. 92 nothing to exactly. Peoria last week. And yeah. uh, I, I, I mentioned this. I think the, there are a lot of parallels between Centennial and Urbana. You look at where Centennial was when Kyle Jackson took this program over right. in 2019. Mm-hmm. That first year started with a 96 nothing loss to uh, right. Peoria. And, um, yeah, it I'm always sure. seems to find its way up in uh, conversation. And I'm sure he remembers it. In I'm the, sure. I mean, and the, the Chargers have got better ever since. Because, you know, I mean, but I'm not surprised he does a good job. I, I view it as almost a compliment at this point based yeah. on how far this program has come now 4-0 and 4-0. ranked in the most recent ranked, AP yeah. poll. Yep. It's uh, been a tremendous turnaround, and we'll yep. see if Urbana can build some of that same momentum. We say all this, we cover them next week against Champaign Central on Light Rock 97.5. Here's a punt from Carson Kaiser mm-hmm. that will give the ball back to the Maroons as we enter... The final 52 seconds of play here at Tommy Stewart Field tonight. So again, to relay what we mentioned earlier, it'll be the fifth straight win for Centennial in this series. The Chargers will improve in this series all time to 27, 24, and 1. Kudos to the Chargers for getting this win tonight. And, and kudos, and kudos. it was a good, it was a really good game to three, to three quarters, and Centennial just took off towards the end of the third quarter, and you know, I mean, good teams do that, and they're four zero for a reason. And and, and you know, I mean, both I'm sure Central will go back and watch film and, and, and make their adjustments and come ready to play better next week. And Centennial will be ready to play next week on the road at Danville, so it'll be it'll be fun to see. Centennial Danville was a game we had on Light Rock 97.5 last year. That was right here at Tommy Stewart Field, and that was a, a terrific defensive struggle. Centennial winning that one with a late touchdown, 7-0 the final. Here's Rouse, a completed pass down the field to Ian Weber, and Weber up across the 40. Clock will stop briefly for the first down at 40 seconds. Score not in doubt here, 34-7 is Centennial's lead, but Central looking for one more score before this one goes final. Like I said, I'm not surprised these Maroons aren't going to quit. They're going to play to that final horn, and that's a credit to Coach Turner, and so they're going to play to the, they're going to play to the end of the horn, so... You got to kudos to that. You never want to lay down and quit. Out of the gun. High snap to Rouse. Rouse right. Rouse running out of time. Throws it incomplete. You Had just, to get rid of it. You just don't want to get by the injury with this last 15 seconds. You know, and you want to keep everybody healthy. So you got to be careful. 17 seconds left as Central has driven the ball to the Centennial 37-yard line. Yeah. Moving to the right. Got a feeling we're under a, a little bit of a storm warning here oh, as really? this game gets ready. To, well, not 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 literally, but okay. uh, I've got to imagine Centennial oh, students are, are getting them? ready for you. Yeah, well, they're, I, they're ready. They're they're definitely ready. They're ready to jump the jump the fence and get on the field and and go celebrate with your teammates and get that trophy. So I'm sure they're excited about that. And like I said earlier, congrats to the Centennial Chargers. 17 seconds left in this one. Here's Rouse to the flat and Baker incomplete. Third down and 10 coming up with 14 seconds left. Good sportsmanship from both sides, though. Uh, in this one, LeConte, I, I think 
Centennial straight up about it. They know what Central's trying to do, and uh, exactly. why wouldn't you try to put one more into the end and, zone? Yeah, yeah, sportsmanship is great. You know what I mean? I've seen games. I've seen this game before, and it's, it's been nasty, and, and both teams have handled themselves <laughs> really, really well. So that's a credit to, to both coaches as well. So yeah, it's good to see, you know. You played in the lone game in this series that took place at Memorial Stadium back in 1996. That was a 32-27 win for your Maroons. Uh, talk about a great game. You know I mean? Shout out to <laughs> Coach Trigger, Coach Trigger and, 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 and Lou Du and all the, Tim Moore and all the coaching staff and some of my teammates, John Summers and J.D. Lehman and Mike Lehman, you know I mean? John Lasgard, Chad Browright. There's a lot of us. and I mean, that team was a pretty good. I think that's the last time the team won the conference, so. It was awesome. It was a great team. We need to do a reunion sometime, fellas. I know some of you guys are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to get together at Memorial Stadium again sometime That'd soon be, for that, this series. It, that would be a lot of fun. I, 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 that would be awesome if they could play this game every year at, at the Memorial Stadium. And, and, you know, and, get, and, you know, I mean, I think Toledo Unity played before us, St. Joe maybe. So it was a great rivalry Friday night, and it was just awesome. That would be great to get back to. Six and a half seconds left in this one before it goes final. Here's one more play from Central, trailing 34-7. to Rolling right is Rouse, looking, looking, looking for Baker, and uh, it's overthrown, and, and the clock the hits zeros, game. and that's all she wrote. 34-7, Centennial. Five wins in a row in this series. They won twice in the spring 2021 season, and then wins in each of the last three regular seasons now. A 34-7 final. And a 4-0 record for the Chargers who are looking to rise in that 6A poll. And I'm certain they will maintain our spot as the number one team in the area. How about those Chargers tonight? Oh, oh man, what a game. What a great game. And, you know what I mean? Central had them on the ropes early. And um, Centennial answered and responded, and they took over the ball game. So kudos, you know what I mean? Kudos to Cent Centennial Chargers and their coaching staff. They're 4-0 for a reason, and they did a great job. So congrats to them. Centennial has been consistent in the last three weeks, I guess is the uh, the yeah. best way to term it. They won 33-8 in week two, 33-20 in week three, and now 34-7 here. Yeah, they're, in they're, they're hitting their averages. You know, they want to average over 30 a game. I think they've hit over 30 every game, so they're right where they want to be. And, and, you know, I mean, not just their offense, their defense is holding teams down. So you got to give a lot of credit to their defense. Their defense is playing well. You know I mean? They're getting stopped. They held Central to seven points tonight. You know what I mean? So, you know I mean? Not too many teams are scoring over 20 against them. So you can't beat that. And, you know I mean? If you hold a team to 20 or less, you normally win. And Centennial did just that tonight, a 34-7. Final score at Tommy Stewart Field. And the trophy will be presented in the left end zone here shortly. We'll sneak in a quick break and come back for more postgame coverage as the Battle of Champaign goes to Centennial for the fifth time in a row 34 7 the final sneak in a quick break and come back for more as we wrap up the news gazette and light rock 97.5 high school football game of the week hi my name is isaiah williams and i am a football wide receiver and my competitive advantage is my speed businesses across central illinois rely on pavlov media's managed it for their competitive advantage Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across Central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. 
Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Well, there's the trophy going into the air. The Wright Street Trophy. Back with the Centennial Chargers for the fifth time in a row. A 34 to seven final score centennial over champagne central in the battle for champagne welcome back to tommy stewart field the post game show coming at you after the light rock 97.5 and news gazette high school football game of the week shout out to pavlov media and prospect bank our two sponsors i'm joey wright joined by lacante nix and ryan weber here in the booth and uh, lacante will go to you first yeah. uh, a dominant effort from centennial tonight there were flashes from central but yeah. by and large it was all chargers i mean and you got you got yeah they had they had a great night and you got to give a lot of credit to centennial centennial foot, football team and kellen davis was the man tonight he made so many plays when he needed to make plays what a great job by him and you know, what I mean, he put Centennial on his back and made some good plays defensively and offensively, and, and you know, what I mean, in the, in the defense, the defense, the defense came out and played well too. So, great effort by Centennial Chargers. They were well deserving of this, this ball game. So, congrats to the Centennial Chargers. Ryan, we chatted with you at halftime. You've been helping us with the uh, statistics, tracking drives, charting those for us tonight. And uh, as I mentioned throughout the broadcast, you're a junior at Ridgeview High School. You've seen the Ridgeview Lexington Mustangs win a lot of ball games in the last couple of seasons and uh, a pretty dominant effort from a, a Chargers team that has ambitions of making a deep postseason run themselves this year. Absolutely. They looked like a team who could. You know, there's a lot of good teams in 6A. You got Kankakee, East St. Louis. They're always going to have big teams, great teams, powerhouses. So it's going to be tough. But Champagne Centennial, Kellen Davis, um, Jack Barnhart, these guys look like they could be a team to potentially make a deep run. I think, you know, there's there's not it's not a schedule that, like you said, you avoid normal community, you avoid uh, Peoria. That schedule is going to work for them. You could see them potentially going undefeated going into the playoff weekend. Absolutely, and uh, Lacante, I know no coach likes to get too far ahead of themselves. I know Kyle Jackson's sole focus now is going to Danville and yeah. taking care of the Vikings next yeah. week. But uh, Ryan's exactly right. It's a favorable schedule. Yeah. Danville, Bloomington, Peoria, Notre Dame, yeah. Decatur, Eisenhower, yeah, I mean, and a tough one in Normal West in Week 9. But none and, of those games you and, look at are, you know, you know yeah. yeah they, they're all winnable, that's for sure. You know what I mean? And, um, you, you always you also want to play play at home that first weekend if you can. So if you go 8-1, 9-0, and you got a good chance of playing on your home field in the events. And that's all you that's all you can ask for. And Centennial is well on their way. Like you said, the schedule is favorable for them. But hey, they didn't they they didn't write the schedule themselves as coaches. They just they're just playing it. So you know they're doing what they've been doing, and they're taking one week at a time, and they're doing a great job at it. Well, and I think last year for the Chargers underscores the importance of taking it one game at a time because they had a, a, a team that was just as good a year ago with a lot of uh, standouts in that senior class. Brandon Harvey, chief among them. They started hot. Started seven and zero, lost their last two games, then had to play Crate Monet in the first round of yeah, the playoffs. That's, what's just, that's tough. That's why you want to go eight and one or nine and zero and, and try to get that home game because you're seven two. It's a good chance you're going on the road. So you wanna, you know, what I mean, you never know what you're gonna get in six A. You get some good Catholic schools. You don't wanna go. You just never know. So you want to try to go nine and zero and get your and get some home field advantage, and, and, and then go from there. 
Chargers almost halfway there, now 4-0. and oh. And Champaign Central will fall to 1-3. and three. We'll catch them next week at Urbana, a homecoming for the Tigers. Uh, Light Rock 97-5, 7 o'clock kickoff. And then Central is at Peoria Notre Dame. They host Danville and Bloomington, and then they travel to Richwoods to end the regular season on October 20th. Ryan, you charted drives for us tonight. Uh, statistically, anything catch your eye in this one? Um, definitely. I think one thing that I saw that's interesting is Central really controlling the time of possession, controlling the clock, despite losing. And it shows that even if they are struggling to get something going, they can match up with a team. If if the, It's going to be tough for them to go on a run. But if they could go on a run, maybe get into the playoffs as like a 13, something like that, low, low seed, maybe they could make a little bit of noise and do something if they're able to control the clock like they did today. It's what so many games come down to. If you can run the ball, you can do a lot, especially at the high school level. Centennial, a 34-7 winner over Champaign Central at Tommy Stewart Field tonight. One more break, and then we'll send you on your way on a beautiful Friday night in Central Illinois. We'll name our player of the game as well. When we come back, this is the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. Hi, my name is Kayla Burbage. I'm a volleyball outside hitter, and my competitive advantage is my power. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's phones for their competitive advantage. Pavlov Media VoIP phones provide an elite class of communication systems you can use to elevate your business. Businesses anywhere in the United States can set up and use VoIP phones. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more about our phone solutions and bring Pavlov Media VoIP phones to your business. Welcome back to the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Joey Wright, Lacante Nix, and Ryan Weber sending you on your way on a beautiful Friday night in central Illinois after Centennial's 34-7 win over Champaign Central in the battle for Champaign. And, guys, as we wrap this one up, we've talked about what an effort it was for Centennial. Player of the game candidates, I think I've got to go with Quarterback and cornerback Kellen Davis. Uh, Lacante, go to you first. Any any disagreement there? Or? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jack Barnhart was close. His second half was 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 tremendous. But I have to give it to Kellen Davis as well. He just he made plays on both sides of the ball, and you know, I mean, he took he took his team and put him on his back. That's just he showed great leadership. So, Kellen Davis definitely gets my game, game ball him, helmet sticker, Gatorade, whatever you want. He got it tonight. He did a great job. And Ryan, over to you. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Hit, hit the nail on the head right there. I absolutely agree. It's got to be Kellen Davis. You go out. You're the quarterback of the team. You've, that's always the position. You've got to step up. You've got to be the leader. When Centennial was kind of had their backs against the wall a little bit, 13-7, Central's just struck back, coming out of half. And Kellen Davis really helped drive the ball down the field, get some scores, and really alleviate the pressure off of the, the Centennial defense and push it back onto Central. And at the end of the day, Centennial was able to cruise to a victory. Centennial wins this one 
34-7. to I think that's uh, that's a good way to put it, guys. And appreciate you both joining us here in the Light Rock 97.5 broadcast booth. Laconte Nix, a longtime coach at Champaign Central, graduated from Central as well in 1997. Yeah, this, and, uh, is, this is great. It's been a great experience for me. Thank you. It's the first time in the booth. I, I enjoyed it. I want to be back. Tony Romo and you guys, I'm coming for you. And <laughs> let's hope the Jags and the line I get wins this weekend. And and the, you guys have a great time. Thanks for having me. And I've had a blast. And as always. Absolutely. We'll I love to, the new Gazette guys. Absolutely. We'll have to bring you on again uh, soon. And the same goes for Ryan. Uh, Ryan Weber, uh, a standout in this industry. I can tell already, a junior at Ridgeview High School. And uh, when we sign off the air, we'll have to get a Ridgeview Lexington score. But uh, appreciate you, Ryan, coming over here and joining us on your Friday night. Uh, I got to say, I appreciate you guys too. Um, like I said, I've just, I've just been having a great time being able to be up here first time, like, like the Conte over here. And it's a great time, and like I hope to be back fairly soon, you know. And, yeah, we'll see how this goes. We'll see maybe someday NFL on Fox up there, you know. Absolutely. Can't wait to see it as long as you're doing we'll Jags hope. games. Yeah, <laughs> Jags game. yeah Laconte's a huge Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. fan. But, uh, yeah, well, hey, you're off to a great start. Anytime you're available, feel free to come out and uh, join us here in the broadcast booth. But Absolutely. we'll, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll send it uh, off the air from there and uh, get back to regular programming. Delilah on Light Rock 97.5. Make sure, too, to stick around. Illinois football tomorrow against Penn State on Light Rock 97.5 and our sister station, News Talk 1400 93.9 FM. Pre-game coverage starting at 9. Kickoff against the seventh-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions starts at 11. For Ryan Weber and LaConte Nix, I'm Joey Wright. Centennial wins this one 34-7. This has been the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of your weekends. Good night, guys. Good night. The Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week has been powered by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. It's also brought to you by Prospect Bank. A podcast of tonight's game will soon be available at our website, newsgazette.com and whms.com. Your home for high school football and the Illini is Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana, a Champaign multimedia group station.